Hey everyone. Uh I I have to I have a confession to make. I'm a liar. Um we are not officially on hiatus. Uh cuz we figured out, guess what? We figured out how to do Zoom and so we recorded a uh a Zoom session on Facebook Live the other day and I figured out how to export or ex- export the um the audio and convert it and edit it so the sound quality isn't the greatest um and there's some some weird stuff on there because it's uh, audio from zoom but hey it's an episode of the bonfire sessions and so um yeah we talk about the book we talk about the book uh, the release we talk about the fact that you can pick up the bonfire sessions spring for 99 cents on kindle uh, we have a new website, thebonfiresessions.net. Yeah, all that good stuff. So uh, we take some some a few questions from people who are watching Facebook Live and all that good stuff. So uh, yeah, without further ado, let's get into it. just needs to release that album tell you what all right so we got people on so we're gonna get rolling and um let me make sure i'm i'm in here so i can follow the comments pete says hello from arizona hello hey keith no pete not keith sorry keith Keith, you better be watching (laughs) all right it says it says daniel hey gentlemen hey what's up uh other people are watching. All right, cool. We'll get rolling. So, how was your day, Michael? It, it started off, you know, not the best. I woke up at like two o'clock or something like that in the morning. I was nauseated, so I made myself puke. Was feeling okay when I woke up. Tried going to work, but I only made it a half day. You ain't got the COVID, do you? Pretty sure I don't. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> That's good. I. I... I think I've made myself puke like twice. It's not fun, dude, but it's better than nausea. Oh, yeah. I mean, I would much rather puke than be uh, nauseated. Definitely. There was, a, there was a time when I was younger when I was actually like afraid of puking. But. Yeah, I was too. But it, if you think about it, it's always better than what comes before. So I'm sorry. I'm sorry that was your day. Oh, it's all good. Like I said, I'm better now. Good. Um, but that's not what we're here to talk about because that's not that's not exciting. Um, we obviously have a new book, and this uh, this COVID bullshit has kind of been at an impromptu, not a good time. Because when you try to release a book, you're supposed to be you know doing stuff about it. I want to talk about it on the show, so this is what we got to do. Yeah. And I'm glad we um I'm glad we went Kindle only so that people don't have to buy it and get it shipped to them. So um yeah, if you haven't bought the book everyone, go buy the book. It's called The Bonfire Session Spring. It's only 99 cents, which means he gets half and I get half. So we're not tell- we're not selling this to make money. So go buy it. I I, I don't know, man. I reading over it and editing it, I w- I think it's one of the best things that I've written personally. And I think it's better than our first book. It's been such a long time since I I looked at our first book. This was uh, definitely more more fun to write, and I guess honestly, I'm I'm more persuaded by you know a good conversation than you know like the best stuff that David Bentley Hart could write. I don't know. It just uh, feels more real. I don't know. I think both both have its place, and yeah. I don't know about you. I I thought I wanted to be a scholar, you know. Like, I think I think like from the blood of Abel was like my most scholarly attempt, and it was like the least fun to write by far. That's been my least favorite book easily. Yeah, yeah I, I hate that fucking book. <laughs> People like it. I mean, it's not bad. It's just like I I would never do it again. And even all set free, I don't I don't feel like I. 
have to defend something. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but those first two books, I feel like I did. And it's not, it's not that exciting stuff to, I don't know. Maybe David Bentley Hart loves like a debate and people like that who put out this scholarly stuff. I'm like, I, I like to read it, but it's not fun to write. Yeah. Like the first, I don't know, five years or so after you become a universalist, you feel like you have to, you know, prove it to yourself and to everybody. And then it just kind of seems like you settle into it and it really doesn't matter if you uh, prove it to anybody else. And the same thing was, same thing is true with uh, Buddhism for me. I felt like, I felt like I always had to defend it um, when I first started reading about it. No, not but, so much. Yeah. But then it's just like, it's, it, it makes sense to me. So fuck it. <laughs> you know? Yeah. I, I, yeah i don't i don't know which is i th i think but i think there's um i think that lends itself to better product like for at least for me and and i'm guessing for you too like a journey with two mystics was conversational like don't get us wrong but it still kind of had like an outline and it was like we're going to cover this we're going to try to hit these points and hopefully that convinces someone who's reading it why God's not an asshole or something. Um, and then this was literally just like what I want to talk about just hanging out. Like, it's weird. Like I didn't have an audience in mind when I wrote it. I don't know if you did. No, I, I don't even know who, who it would be for. Exactly. Which is really strange because it's like the opposite of what you're supposed to do. And it's the opposite of what I've done with other books. Like I didn't have a target audience, but it was just literally like, this is what I would want to talk about with you. Mm -hmm. If we, if we transcribed a conversation to put into a book and then it turns out like, Oh, this is actually really good. Like I liked reading it back. I normally don't like editing and like, I liked reading this back. It was an enjoyable read. Mm -hmm. Well, you, you remember when we first um, started hanging out, what in like 2014 or something like that. Right. And we were, you know, constantly texting back and forth about, you know, philosophy and theology. Um, right. I mean, we don't really do that anymore. And I don't, I don't know if I would say that I miss it or not, but that was, uh, I don't know. It has a warm place in my heart. And it felt like that um, a little bit. I mean, basically, yeah. it's essentially the same thing. I mean, <laughs> I, I email you my responses rather than texting it to you but that's what that's what the bonfire sessions show is too which is really cool like i remember the even our first episode our first couple episodes sorry it's a lacroix man gives me the burps <laughs> um having the thinnest minimalist of notes for like the first two shows in case we get stuck um there's like five bullet points we can hit and that quickly went out the window. It was like, fuck that. Like, this is, this is not, the heretic, this isn't the heretic happy hour. We don't need fucking notes. Why did we make it like two episodes or five episodes with that? Or at the most. Yeah. At the most. This is not a show. This is literally a conversation. We hit the record and I don't know, you know, that's definitely not for everyone, but it's, I like it. It's fun for me. Um, so yeah, if I'm like my own, target audience i uh, maybe I, I i guess i was my own target audience and you too like this is this is for us this is why this is why we hung out in 2014 even like after we stopped you know not stop texting but while we're doing uh why am i getting messages man <laughs> Car, uh, carl's not seeing this carl carl forehand is messaging me is your thing at 7 30 no it's not it's, well, it depends on where you live i don't know where the fuck you live man it might be at 7 30 um, but it's not 7.30 here. What the fuck was I saying? Oh, when we were texting that whole time, like we did the bonfire sessions for five years. We just didn't, have, it wasn't a podcast. Yeah. No, this, is literally, this is literally what we want to do. Not over Zoom though, because this is weird. It's weird to yeah, me. Yeah, this is my first time doing this. It's a little different. Um, you've never, you hadn't done a Zoom meeting at all? No. Oh, you've never used, it's like the thing right now. You got Zoom stock? Because that would have been a good one. It would have been it would have been nice to get some Zoom stock before this whole shit went down. But so yeah, this is this is where there's no fire 
crackling in the background. I tried to do a background, you know, Zoom has backgrounds and I don't have a green screen, so it didn't work. That's I, okay. That's yeah, fine. It's fine. Uh, yeah, I think it's, um, I think it's really cool that both, both the podcasts that I'm involved in developed organically. It's like, we didn't try to start the heritage happy hour and we didn't hang out with the goal of podcasting in five years or something. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I think, I don't, I think when you stumble, stumble upon things rather than like trying to force ideas, I think those are, those end up being the best ideas, um, to begin with, you know? I mean, usually the things that the subjects that you're passionate about, those are the ones that, well, at least they're easier to write. I don't know if the, the content turns out better. I think it usually does, but you know, it's obviously easier and more fun to write. So if you're going to be a writer, <laughs> you might as well enjoy writing. Yeah. You have, you have to have a passion for it. There's, um, there's like jobbiness to it that gets a little mundane or you don't enjoy, but you have to enjoy most of it, the art of it. I mean, yeah. Like I don't like sharing links all day. Like that's not my thing. And like pushing people towards products. I don't like marketing. I don't necessarily like that kind of stuff as much, although it can be fun if you make it fun, but I definitely do like writing. And so I, you know, you kind of tolerate the other stuff, just like podcasting. Like I don't necessarily like setting up gear to record. Like I'm not a gearhead, even as a musician, like I was never a gearhead. Um, so that kind of stuff is like, whatever editing's okay. It's okay. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it obviously depends on what you're editing. Yeah. How fucked up it is. <laughs> Sometimes it can get annoying. For our show, there's not a lot of editing. It's pretty simple. For Heretic Happy Hour, God bless you, Ralph. Because I think a lot of editing actually goes into that show. It's like a show show. It's like a it's like a morning talk show. How many hours would you guess goes into editing? Just based on what I know about editing and based on how I know the recordings went versus what they sound like when people listen to them. <laughs> um, I would guess three hours per episode. That would be my guess. I don't know if I've actually asked Ralph. Um, that's not to say like we fuck up really bad. It's pretty, I mean, it's pretty, but sometimes things happen, you know, like ours, if our, if our episode is 60 minutes, it might take an hour and a half. So it's not even, right. it's only 30 minutes longer probably than actually listening to the episode, which is not so bad. That sounds like a piece of cake. <laughs> yeah. And like I edited, we didn't even get an editor for the bonfire sessions booklet. Like we read it through a couple of times. I edited it. I had some people who were on the launch team. So if you're listening, thank you. Shout out to you. Yeah. Uh, and they caught some stuff, but it's like, I knew like content wise, it didn't really like this just is like a conversation. I'm not, I don't care what the fuck we talk about. I just hope it sounds nice and is artful. It gets people to think. Right. If nothing else, I wanted it to be, you know, number one, entertaining. And then, you know, if and if we actually said something that was, you know, deep, worth saying something like that, that would be second. I think we hit both. The reviews say we hit both. Even the negative one. Did you see the negative review? Uh, maybe. What did it say? So something like they like the book, they like me as a writer. I'm assuming it was me, but um, they had to unfollow me on Facebook because I'm immature and yeah, an <laughs> asshole and a junior high, junior highish or something. And it's like I'm Bart Simpson, and he loves he loves Bart Simpson, but yeah, I'm a little too much Bart Simpson for him. Um, yeah, see, I wouldn't be. I'm not offended by that. I wasn't offended. I thought it was a very, it's a very um, odd thing to review. Like this is a good product but I'm going to knock the scores because I personally don't like this guy. <laughs> it's not what I would go. I, I wouldn't go about doing that. That wouldn't be my style, but he's your own, right? It's weird that she just, well, he or she. Probably uh, he. I'm guessing he. Went out of his way to say that. Yeah, I must have really pissed this dude off. I didn't mean to. 
Oh, well. Do we have any questions for, from people? Let's see. Keith, uh, he's going to quote me. I hate that fucking book. Matthew DeStefano talking about his own book. Cool. Make that a meme. Someone make that a meme. Maybe I'll make I'll, I'll make that a meme. And see, that's the thing. Like that that if I made that a meme with from the blood of Abel in the background, that would. Pro, I bet I'd sell like ten books because of that. It's like no, it's there's like no such thing as bad publicity. Mm-hmm. I think a couple people when I shared that review um, on Facebook, that negative review, and a couple people were like, "I'm gonna buy the book." <laughs> like, oh. Bring on the negative reviews, motherfuckers. <laughs> yeah. uh, Pete is asking, what's this new book about? Uh, nothing. I don't know if yeah. you got that by now. It's like Seinfeld. Yeah, yeah. The book about nothing. So, yeah, it was hard to um, make the give Ralph the landing page information in the back of the, the, back of the book because it's on Kindle. So the Amazon description, like it was hard to... Um, I had to describe more of the process rather than what the content is about. It's more like we're talking, this is conversational, blah, 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 blah. Um, we ended up, end up talking about our friendship, how we became friends. We ended up talking about how Buddhism and Christianity can talk about the same thing or similar things and not necessarily have to be opposed. Um, what else do we talk about? We discussed some of my, like some of my former angst against the church um, and how, how your motorcycle accident somehow ties in with that and how we became friends. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of all over the place, man. Yeah. Other than what you just said, I honestly can't remember. <laughs> um, yeah. Because, well, we're writing, right. You know, for the people that don't know, we're writing, the third installment of the series. Cause really it's a series of booklets, not a book. So we wrote summer. I don't remember exactly what we wrote. So we still have to edit that. That comes out in July, three months after that autumn's coming out and we're currently writing that one. And then we're going to write winter. So it's hard to remember where we wrote things, which is a weird thing as a writer. Yeah. Like I, I forget where I write shit. I forget what's in my own books. I forget what I said on podcasts. Yeah, I don't think it's necessarily a spoiler, but like the first, uh, the first booklet, um, spring, that was <laughs> roughly, um, it, it went, it went up right up to before the campfire, right? And then, yeah, and then summer is, you know, is after that. And so, I mean, it, it was really just broken up into seasons of life, um, if that's how you want to say what it's about. Yeah. Quite literally too. (laughs) And I think it changes the tone probably too. Cause yeah, for people who don't know, like Mike's house burned down in in a giant fire and we were in the middle of writing it and we kept going. Obviously we took a little time off so Mike could evacuate, but (laughs) a couple days, days. get over it, bitch. Um, (laughs) You got insurance money. What are you crying about? But we, you know, so right in the middle of that whole process, you're like, damn, trying to write your thoughts and how you feel about things. And so there's a little bit of that in there. I'm sure the tone changes throughout the, uh, from book to book, but that's kind of the nature of a conversation kind of gets led where it goes and sees, you know, it's like the Holy spirit. It goes with the wind. Uh, Keith's asking, so will all these booklets be compiled into a real book eventually? Keith, you know, that passive aggressive shit, real book. No, I know what you meant. Um, yes. Next year, uh, we're either going to do a box set. We're definitely going to do a paperback so it's cheaper. I mean, so people can afford it. Um, and then either a hardcover or a hardback or a box set. I want to do a box set, dude. Yeah, that'd be totally sexy. It would be sexy. Because you should see the covers. If you haven't seen the covers, they're dope. Um, they're all kind of the same. Like Ralph did a good job. Like they're all the same, except the background's different, and and like each color kind of represents a different season. And it's all spacey and cool. Um, yeah, it's very striking. I would say it is striking. Uh, let's see where we go. So that to answer your question, oh, 2021, either that box set and the paperback. 
Paul says you can use the background even if you don't have a green screen on. Uh, I think it's going back to Zoom. Uh, yeah, but it, it doesn't it doesn't look good. It looks like shit. Um, Keith blames pot. I don't know what you're talking about, man. I don't even For smoke. I don't even smoke pot. I don't know what he's talking about. I know. I've never seen you smoke pot. <laughs> so. Lying <Yeah>. ass. <laughs> uh, Christopher says, are you planning to do live feeds with others involved? Talk with others for ideas, etc." Hell no. No, we're not. Oh, for the... Wait, for, for what? I'm assuming uh, for this. Yeah. No. Thanks. <laughs> no. Um, I have another show, The Heretic Happy Hour, where we do that. We talk to everyone. Except we haven't got Rob Bell yet. I want to get Rob Bell. And I want to get Pete Holmes. So if anyone knows Rob Bell or Pete Holmes, then you can hook us up. Um, and Russell Brand would be dope, too. Russell Brand. Yeah. Pete says, gotcha. So it's like a conversation that just flows from topic to topic. Yes. So pick it up. It's only 99 cents. That is not bad at all. And you can read it in an hour, which I think is also cool. Uh, Christopher says, I'd share pot. Again, I don't smoke. Keith says, I blame pot. Why is everyone blaming uh, marijuana? It's it's weed. It's not pot, first of all. Like, what, what decade are you living in? It's weed. Um, I blame pot for, or it's cannabis if you want to be, um, you know, pretentious. I blame pot for why you can never remember what you said on the podcast or wrote in your books. Keith, what did you say on episode 46 of the Heretic Happy Hour? Oh, that's right. You're too old, man. Can't remember that shit. So I, I don't, I don't blame pot. It's because, uh, unlike Keith, I've written a lot of books, so you kind of forget. Keith writes a book. Keith just started a book, and he just finished a book. I don't understand how he does that. How long did we work on the first booklet of Bonfire Sessions? Over a year. When did we start? Not over, not over a year. You don't think so? You don't think we we started a year ago? Oh, like writing right. it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was before it started before the campfire. So, yeah. Yeah. And before the, so the end, before the podcast. Yeah. And, it, and it's only 50 pages and it's, <laughs> it took us fucking, um, a year and a half at least. I guess two. <laughs> Damn. We suck, man. Keith wrote a book in like a week about eschatology and the end times, all that shit. Yeah, what what's the rush? Why so fast? Because I think I cocaine's a hell of a drug, man. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Um, no, I I don't know. Keith writes. He just writes, and and he puts out like a blog, two blogs a day, like one in the afternoon, one in the morning. Like, what the fuck, man? Making me look bad, homie. Putting in a solid eight to five, huh? Yeah, like no joke. Like just he's like that that uh, Kermit the Frog gif like I don't get it man. hey your wife's on here uh, yeah. Sperry, Sperry says the, the idea was before the fire but writing was a year glad, glad someone's keeping us in check <laughs> uh, but you know we also wanted a 420 release so whatever not that I smoke pot because I don't but we thought that'd be good just a nice round number for a yeah. date yeah just a nice a nice number <laughs> stupid man so yeah how long are we doing this if anyone has any more questions please ask otherwise uh i got nothing else to talk about oh did you see uh did you see that trump wants us to uh like bleach our insides or lysol us yeah and i i thought somebody should definitely check that out just <laughs> What what was funny is that he says something about like like the doctors need to handle that. It just sounds good to him. And I'm like, that's kind of like that doesn't put yourself in a good light. Like if that's, I mean, I believe him when he says that sounds good to me. Like it sounds like something we should explore. And I'm like, well, that doesn't put you in the greatest light. Like you can't think like that. Just eating a wet wipe is going to help, or like <laughs> like doing something where we get injected with. 
It doesn't, it certainly doesn't improve my opinion. Right. If you think, if you think that's like something we should consider, like, A, I probably think you're like a child because that, that's a childish way of thinking. It's like, oh, it may, it works here. It should work here. It's like Ralphie Wiggum, you know? <laughs> I'm a firefighter. It's like, I'm the president. Like, fucking, I've, I was found, I found it fascinating during this whole thing. Like, I don't know. Like, why would you ever care? what a dude who sold real estate care says about medicine. Like it'd be like carrying what I think about your car, about like how to fix your car. Right. Yeah. It's weird. Um, just the not caring about expertise. <laughs> what do you think? A, what do you think a doctor is really for? <laughs> I mean, yeah, obviously you wouldn't, you wouldn't take your car to a physician. You wouldn't. Yeah. It's just silly. It's really silly. The fact that anyone would be like, oh, well, Trump says, so it's probably a good idea. It's like, that literally makes no sense. This dude was on The Apprentice and he sold, oh, we have a guest. He was on The Apprentice and he sold real estate. Like, we literally should not care what he thinks about things. It doesn't matter what he thinks or shouldn't matter what he thinks. I mean, and not just him, like any politician, like what you think about something you have no expertise in. I'm not sure why I should care. Like, it doesn't make sense to me. Yeah. I care what, you know, a politician says about politics. Um, yeah, I care what their politics are. Yeah. Because they're in charge of shit. I care if he's ethical or not. There is actually such a thing as, you know, being a good politician. Like, um, it takes, you know, genuine expertise to, to be a good politician, to govern well. Apparently, you don't get in the real estate business. It's, it's, it's really bizarre. So that's what he said. And it just makes, I mean, like I said, it's, it, 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 would make, it seems like that, if that's an interesting idea to you, that's like, that makes sense to a, a four-year-old or five-year-old mind. Like, I don't want to get sick. I wiped the counter. It worked. Well, what if I wipe my body? And what if I wipe my insides? It's like pretty childish thinking. Like, it's not very... Not very savvy. (laughs) That's not not the first thing. It's like, well, hmm. You know, did you... I remember taking biology class. This is like high school biology. You learn about cells. You learn about viruses. You learn about RNA and DNA. Like You learn about cellular, you know, lipid bilayers. Like, I'm bad at science and I know that shit. I don't... Mm -hmm. Like, when the virus is not a problem one cell when you or a couple cells when you wipe them up there it's like replication is obviously the the issue here right like it takes over your cells in your body that's how it yeah can't wipe i mean you can't clean it you have to like i mean you can like that i mean you use what medications antivirals i don't know how they work but yeah yeah if you want to call that quote unquote cleaning Yes. Yes. Isn't, yeah. So essentially, this is what they're already doing. That oh, sounds good to clean. Yeah, that's okay. That's what medicine is. Like, that's what antivirals are. That's, I mean, not exactly, but essentially, we're getting rid of the cells that, yeah. uh, you know, the, that or they're not even cells. What are they? They're just little viruses. They're just like little things. Like, like bits of information, right? Yeah. It's like little RNA inside of a fat protein like sac, right? <laughs> so sick. Uh, you're so immature. Yeah. I mean, when you when you wipe it, like that kills it. But after your body's been taken over with with those things, like your cells have been hijacked, you can't just wipe them or or drink <laughs> whatever the fuck you're supposed to drink. Antibacterial wipe or like uh, gel. Seems obvious to me. Yeah, because we're not four. I told that to my wife. My wife's a nurse. And she's just like, wait, stop. It's like, I, I'm telling her all these things that people are saying too online all the time. And, you know, my my, my wife's not an epidemiologist or virologist or whatever, but this is like stuff you learn in med school. I'm telling all the things people believe. And it's like, man, there's everyone now is an expert. It's just so bizarre. Like when the fuck was did everyone get a, a PhD in epidemiology in the last week or month? It's it's astounding to me. I don't get it. Everybody's been busy. 
Wow. <laughs> yeah, they're just all online taking free courses at Yale. Like, I mean, well, yeah, what else are you going to do during lockdown, I guess? Become well be- an epidemiologist. There you go. It's good to know we have so many working for our you know, best interests. I know. I, know. I feel safe. I feel I safer. Do, I do, too. Have you seen those memes about, you heard the 5G one? People thinking this is 5G? That one really fires me up, man. Oh, it's caused by 5G? Yeah. COVID? COVID yeah. caused by 5G. That one, I, I don't get that one. Now there's this like scam going around. You heard about this one? The, uh, what, what is it? The friendship loom or the uh, community, whatever the fuck it is. It's like, a, um, it's a pyramid scheme or a Ponzi scheme where you, you could give like a hundred dollars to, to the person in the middle. And that person in the middle gets a hundred dollars from eight people. They, they put in a hundred dollars. You start funding them. They walk away with 800 or $800 from $100. And then you get eight people to give you to, you know, to go, give a hundred dollars. Then you've turned your hundred dollars into $800. Yeah. That's a, uh, that's the same as a pyramid scheme, right? Is that, well, it's worse. It's a Ponzi scheme. So okay. a, pyra- a pyramid scheme, I think, involves like product. Like, yeah, and, and people always say, oh, you everything's a pyramid scheme. It's like, well, no, no, everything's a scheme. Like, there's always a pyramid. Yeah, CEO, management, middle management, worker bees. Yeah, I understand everything's kind of in that shape. But like, we're talking about like in this, a, a, a pyramid scheme, I think, involves product or something. A Ponzi scheme is, is literally just an investment. And it's pitched to you in many different ways. But this investment is literally just funding the person who came before you into the, who bought into it first. So the first person's literally funded by eight people who are funded by eight people so that they can get $800. So instead of a pyramid, it works inside. Think of like a, a ring. This isn't a butthole. Think of like, um, like a circle and there's a name in the middle. And then there's eight around that. So the first person gives $100. There's eight people around them in their own circle. They give $100. He walks away with $800. Mm-hmm. But those eight people, in order to get the $100, to get the $800, have to have eight people funding them. Yeah. Until right. gets, I mean, and, and exponenti- exponentiality or whatever, like, it goes really quick. Like, all the people in the world are, like, 10 rings out because 8 times 8 is 64. 64 times 64 is 3,600 something, 700 something. Then 3,700 times three, it's just. And eventually eight times as many people are going to lose money than gain money. I mean, it's something like that. Like it's, it's, it's math. Yeah. It's sad that people um, buy into that. And a lot of people do. And it's sad that like right now it's going on because people are hurting financially because of COVID. Yeah. And it's shitty that people come up with this stuff. Because they know, they know they're going to screw people. This is basic, basic math. Yeah. And they still come up with these schemes, man. Like in the middle of people's worst, like there's a lot of people doing great stuff, heroes, you know. And then there's people like this who come up with this stuff and trick people. Yeah, it's pretty maddening for sure. Yeah. Because it's the most desperate who fall for it too. Yeah. Someone with a lot of money is not going to be like, oh, I can turn my hundred. Who gives a fuck about my hundred? Like I have a lot of, I have a good amount of money. I don't need to do that. It's the people who are like, oh, I could, I could turn this hundred dollars into 800. Oh my God. We could pay all these bills and all this shit. And then they get screwed. Fucking terrible, man. (laughs) Fucking terrible. Let's see. What do we got? We got, oh, uh, oh, Paul asked, this is really off topic. You want to go off topic? Uh, Topic. He says, but I, I would be curious what you think about Ayn Rand. I don't know that much about uh, it's a him, right? Her. Obviously not. <laughs> <laughs> uh, sorry. Yeah. No opinion. Yeah. I, I think it's funny when people are, uh, she's like a hardcore anarchist, I think. Oh, that's right. I think it was on social security. I always find that funny. What was I going to say? Oh, she's the one who's like, um, selfless, uh, selflessness is not a virtue. You have to be selfish and that's the true virtue. Cause like to be self, like if you're selfish or no, what is it? Um, like selflessness is really harmful. 
I don't know how she works it out in her uh, philosophy. I've read, I've read some stuff. I have not experienced like how you're shitty if you're selfless. I don't know, but I think she's, she would like argue we're all we're essentially selfish when we're doing nice things. So yeah, uh, well, I mean that makes sense if if you're talking about being selfish with things that are truly uh, like helpful for you. I mean, uh, like being kind to others. I mean, that's, uh, that's probably a healthier thing for your body than being a dick to everybody. I mean, I think I'm guessing that the human body is, uh, designed in such a way that when you're being altruistic, um, you're helping yourself as much as, uh, you're helping others, uh, physically, probably economically. <laughs> Just... Yeah, I think she just takes it to a weird level. And yeah, I think I think you're right like ultimately, yeah, it is like the way we're designed is to be altruistic toward each other and that does make us feel good. I don't think it has to be like making yourself feel good. I don't think it has to be like our motivation though. I think it can be part of it. I wouldn't want to make it mutually exclusive. Like I know that I'm going to feel good about helping people. But I don't have to like say, you know, I don't have to say, well, it's because I feel good that I'm helping people. And I don't have to say it's I'm helping people. Therefore, I feel good. It's kind of just both in like it is kind of what it is like. <laughs> it's probably a little percentage of both. I don't know. Right. Yeah. Probably more other focused. Seems like. Totally. Yeah. Not, I'm not a big fan of the people who are like hardcore Ayn Randians. I think her her work has been used quite exclusively by the hardcore right. Oh, gotcha. And not my favorite. Joel says, yo, what's up? Just jumping on. Cheers. Cheers, man. Hey, Joel. Mr. Joel. Pete says, those 5G folks are the same people that think the earth is flat. <laughs> probably. There's probably a correlation. Probably not all of them. I wonder how many how many people do you think believes the Earth is flat in the U.S. It's like what four hundred million of us, roughly. Do you think there's like a million that believe the Earth is flat, or way more? I don't. I mean, I don't know that many people. I don't think I know anybody personally that that believes that. Not that that necessarily means anything, um, but I think a million. Yeah. I bet more people believe five G causes COVID than uh believe the earth is flat i've seen a lot of that 5g stuff uh i mean i'm just all anecdotal obviously because i'm just guessing i've seen a lot of 5g stuff and i i i've seen some earth, flat earth stuff i think i had a facebook friend or have a facebook friend or two who believe the earth is flat they might be watching please don't post a comment and and a link <laughs> for god's sake do not post a link. I'm not going to read. Oh, I might read it. No, I'm not going to read it. Did you watch that documentary Behind the Curve? On I think it's on Netflix. No. It's good. It was one of my favorites, man. It's about like it's about flat earthers. It's not like a pro flat earth thing. It's just like the um the psychology, like the history of flat earth society, the psychology behind believing in that. It's, it's crazy, man. It's out there. That's think, Netflix, right? Yeah, I think it is. I think it's on Netflix. I think it was when I watched it. I don't know if it's still on. I hate when Netflix pulls stuff. Drives me nuts. Pete says they just don't trust science or the government. Um, yeah, and they, uh, to some degree, they have a point. Like, I don't necessarily like trust the government implicitly. And, and, and that's also kind of reductionistic, too, because it's almost like the government's not the government. Like the government's change. There's, I don't believe in this like cabal that runs shit, like a group of 10 people or something. I don't believe in that. Like the deep state. Yeah. I mean, I know there's some people doing shady shit behind the scenes, but it's just one of those things. I don't know. See, conspiracies fall apart for me a lot of times because it's, I can't get like 10 people to work together together to, to do something towards some goal. Like, some of these conspiracies got like a hundred thousand motherfuckers, like all working together and none of them are going to snitch. <laughs> Get the fuck out of here. Like the flat earth one, there's supposed to be some ice wall, right? 
on the outside. We're like in this ring and Antarctica really isn't Antarctica. It's like, it's like a ring of mm-hmm. ice and they're like guarding it. I'm like they're guarding, they're guarding it. Who the fuck is guarding it? That's why I'm like, you know, go show me a picture of the edge or go to the thing and show it to me. Well, they're guarding it. They won't let you. I'm like, how many of them? <laughs> what? I don't, I don't, I don't understand this, this, this scenario here. Let's, I don't know. Yeah, it gets boring after a while trying to figure out why they would believe that. I don't really care. <laughs> I mean, what if they're right, man? I I would bet probably a hundred dollars that they're not right. <laughs> That's how much I believe. Hundred dollars a lot. I think I could go higher than that. <laughs> I would be willing to bet my entire savings, which is a little more than a hundred, that. It's not flat. I'm pretty confident. Have you seen the, um, like the solar system drawing of a flat earth? It's really funny because it's like sun round and then all the planets are round and then there's just like a flat disc. Yeah. <laughs> Have you seen the, the, uh, the flat earth eclipse meme? No. Oh, it's great. It's just like a disc going across the moon. I think <laughs> instead of like, instead of the, you know, how the moon eclipses. It's just a disc going. It's really funny. Oh, man. Uh, Pete also says, I agree with you. And in their defense, scientists have not been able to explain gravity. Okay. Well, I mean, yeah. I don't see the science doesn't explain everything, though. I mean, is it it fully explaining a black hole? I mean, I, I don't know. It doesn't fully explain... They haven't found the smallest particle, right? They thought the boson Higgs was the smallest, but it's not. There's actually one more elemental particle. There's a lot of stuff that science... I think people misunderstand science. Science is like the best... Like a theory is not theoretical. The theory, and, and a theory is a conclusion so far as conclusions can go. Like they change their conclusions or theories if better theories come, come along. So, you know, I think they say, oh, well, science can't do this and can't do that. It's like, well... By definition, it doesn't really do that. I mean, eventually you're going to like hit rock bottom and like say you can, uh, you're truly able to explain in detail how gravity works. Eventually you're going to get to a point where, I mean, you can't, you can't explain like why it exists or, or basically like you can't explain existence. I mean, there's no reason why it should, why there is such a thing as existence. I mean, yeah, it can explain what exists so far as I understand it. Right. But not like why. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of shit science can't do. So just cause it can't explain something doesn't mean, I mean, <laughs> you know, it seems like a pretty weak argument. Um, Flat earthers have a lot of arguments at why there's flat earth. And I love the one where you look out and you see like two city skylines and you measure it and it's flat. I'm like, that's just hilarious to me. <laughs> it's not, what do you expect it to be curved like this? So the earth would only be tiny as fuck or like a long tube. Like if you're a tiny, tiny ant on a giant, giant ball, let's say you're a little ant. And you're on a huge ass ball. It's going to look fucking flat, dude. So bigger scale. It's going to look flat. That one's funny. You hear about that guy who thought the earth was flat and he, he just died. Cause he's like, was shooting himself up with a rocket to take pictures to prove it's flat. And his rocket failed or something. Well, yeah, it looked like one of those like soapbox racer cars. <laughs> I was like, Oh shit. I saw a story like a year ago. I was like, this dude's not going to, he's not going to live much longer. And within, I think a year or two, uh, he died. Hmm. How you would expect him to die. Yeah. I wonder, did he think that he proved it? No, he hadn't got there yet. Like, I don't think he got up high enough. He was only going like a thousand feet or some shit. (laughs) I don't mean to laugh at the guy. That's really tragic, but you know, it wasn't surprising. Uh, Paul says, we know each other for some time, and I think this is a safe place, so I'll say it. Uh Uh-oh. I'm a guardian in Antarctica. It's like an eight to five. God. Um, 
I know he's I know he's fucking around. It's an eight to five, but we receive free hot dogs at lunchtime. A bit cold, but oh well. I have to do what I have to do. Uh, what are you writing a dissertation? Even though since COVID, I'm on part-time because everyone's in lockdown, so there are not many people trying to find the edge. Just don't tell anybody. Well, I only told like a handful of people. No one's watching this shit, so you're safe. (laughs) Christopher says, even if it is explained, someone will explain it to not be truth. Dude, that's, that's the truth, man. You can explain something and someone will come up with a reason why you're why they're right and you're wrong. People still people still blame gay people for hurricanes. And you can explain to them like that's not how this shit works. And they'll still the next one next one comes fucking <coughs> I saw a gay person, it's them. But I don't know. People people believe wacky shit, man. I don't know. People believe wacky shit. Do you think there, there's something you believe that's like super wacky? Like you're going to end up being like super su- surprised about? I got to assume so. Like way out there, like flat earth level? You think yeah. You're, you think you're wrong about something that to that degree? That fundamental. <laughs> that's pretty uh, wrong, dude. I don't know. I, I don't think I would be that surprised. No. <laughs> I hope it's not universalism. That's all I care about. I'm pretty sure I'm right about that. Maybe it's about Trump. Maybe he's a genius. Sure. No, right. Something along those lines. I'm pretty confident. I know. I think he's, I think he's pretty smart. Actually. I think he's a master troll. And I think you have to have a certain level of intelligence to be a master troll. Right. And yeah, again, you don't become president by being a complete idiot. No, I think he's playing the idiot thing. I think he's just like, I'm just going to say this, just the craziest shit. And no one gives a fuck. So you, I don't yeah, think he's I don't think he's an idiot, dude. Not a complete idiot. <laughs> <laughs> no, not a complete idiot. Because I think I think the people who like are like Trump, like Trump, 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 Trump. Like I, I don't have a lot of respect for their intelligence. And I think those people could get played by someone pretty easily. I mean, a lot of like hardcore fundamentalists, like like you would never conclude the things fundamentalists, for for example, would conclude, like, if you're really, really intelligent, if you could really, like, think things through, you had a philosophical mind, you were wise, you had, a you know, a lot of biblical knowledge, not just, like, I read the Bible, like, not that kind, but, like, you would never conclude mm-hmm. these things, so, I think he's, I think he's playing people, man. I think <laughs> on a fundamentalism, wasn't it Alan Watts, he said that it's pretty much impossible to have a reasonable conversation with somebody who has, who reads the Bible literally. Like they know about the Bible, but you can't, you can't have, um, talk about anything other than the Bible. Right. Right. You, you, you can always, you always have to say, well, you know, because the Bible says so. Eventually. Yeah. Yeah. And they always say things like, um, like, oh, I don't have a lot of, I don't value philosophy or I don't, you know, I don't care for philosophy. It's like, that's an interesting philosophy. <laughs> right. Right. It's like, exactly. Like you're, you're literally saying nothing. You're contradicting yourself because everyone has a philosophy about something. Everyone asks why everyone, you know, the people of the Bible had philosophies. They studied philosophy, but so you, you can't, I mean, none of this stuff makes sense. I mean, it doesn't. And you can't have a reasonable conversation with them because right. Like then it's just Bible quoting. Yeah. Michael, uh, Michael Harden called it the old McDonald way of doing it. It's the here, a verse, there, a verse, everywhere, a verse, verse. Nice. That's literally, that's literally, I mean, when you see people, that's why I'm so like turned off by anyone who just quotes the Bible as if that's some sort of argument. Like it's really. Oh my God, you can't, you, cause every, right then the conversation shut down. Yeah. I, I kind of want to have the opportunity sometime to just say, um, yeah, I literally don't care what the Bible says about anything. It's not, <laughs> it's not, um, it's not my, my source of authority on any subject. Um, <laughs> you just uh, did say that by the way. So nice. Sorry. <laughs> I'm going to clip that and I'm just going to 
I'm going to make that a, a, a thing, a GIF. Just have it play back and forth. I literally don't care. I, literally... <laughs> I hope that doesn't get used against me. What are you going to do? Uh, well, I mean, that's what I believe. So I'll just be bold and I'll say it. It's It's not an argument for anything. I mean, you're kind of assuming a lot when you're just like, this is the Bible, this is what it says, end of story, you're wrong and I'm right. I mean, or they say the Bible's right, take it up with the Bible, not, don't take it up with me. Like, you haven't even shown me why I should care. <laughs> you know? Yeah. You're not, you're just saying this shit. Like, I, I, I don't know, a lot of books say a lot of things. I mean, don't get me wrong, it says a lot of good things. Totally. Um, a lot of things that I believe, but if it gets contradicted by my own experience, I'm going to go with my own experience. It just yeah. seems like the same, the same thing to do. You, you can't trust your experience. That's what they'll say. It's like, you're trusting your experience of your, to say that, like you, you have to trust it to some degree. <laughs> right. I mean, it has to have some sort of authority. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure that the Bible has uh, confirmed, you know, some of your experiences. It's confirmed some of my experiences. So, yeah, and that that just reinforces that, you know, the Bible is the word of God, I guess, <laughs> to them. To them. But then, but, to, but, I, but I guarantee, this is the problem, is that I guarantee, I guarantee if they were honest... They would admit that some of those do not confirm their experiences. Like hell, probably. That would, I think that would be one of them. Like, yeah, you, you cannot sit here and say that. I honestly don't think people believe in hell. Most people who say they believe in hell. I don't think they do. Because I think if they did, they'd be, it'd be fucking with them. And they seem okay. <laughs> like, this should fuck with you a little more. Um, no, you'd probably be in an insane asylum or something like that. If you, <laughs> if you really experienced, you know, yeah, I feel like you'd be, you know, you'd be shaking around a little bit. Um, yeah. But there, I think there's other things too. Like, like blessed is the one who bashes the heads of children across the rocks. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I guess in a stretch, you could say I've been pretty frustrated in my, in my life. These motherfuckers came and messed with us again and killed us and their armies destroyed us and raped and pillaged. And you know, like you want to kill their kids. I want to kill all of them, all their kids. I you know. I guess I could see like why someone would write that. But it's like that's not the word of God, because that's not I mean, that's not really true. It's like anytime we're really angry and we lash out, it's not really true, it's how you feel. But that's not literal truth in terms of like, you're really blessed when you do that. No, I've never murdered, but I don't think, I don't see that as a blessing. So that literally can't be true. Right. That doesn't you're confirm my experiences. If that confirms your experiences, that's, I think maybe that's a different conversation. <laughs> right. Maybe you go seek professional help. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You, you probably should do that. Cause that's, um, yeah, that's rough. <laughs> so there's a lot, man. There's a lot of those instances either, you know, or two, you know, I mean, there's, it's kind of a mixed bag. Some of them confirm my experiences. Some of them don't, but it's yeah. not the authority. It's just confirming or not. Some of the things in the Bhagavad Gita confirm my experiences. Some of the things in the Quran, some of the things I've read from non-scriptural sources, you know? Mm -hmm. So yeah. I think elemental is our experience. You can't, you can't say you can ride a bike just by reading about a bike. You got to actually ride a bike, right? Yeah. You can't say that you know how to ride a bike until you actually get on it and do yeah, it. And you figure out the, you know, you can't talk about it. You got to be able to do it. So if the things we do don't line up with the things in scripture, you don't go with scripture. I don't think. I mean, I know what love is. I don't need to be told about it. I'm glad that there's scriptures that talk about it. And I'll go, oh, yeah, yeah, I like, yeah, that, 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 that. You know, I've experienced that. But then there's all these other ones. Well, this isn't love. This isn't biblical love. That's what love is. And I'm like, 
love hates some of us. Love does this and that. Like, no, I don't agree with that. That's not, that does not confirm what I've experienced. So I think if it doesn't and we still go with it, it's like, it's kind of like nihilism. Like it's just, we can't even say what's bad or good or not. I mean, nothing matters at that point. No language matters. Nothing matters. We're just nihilists and fuck it. And if it some, for some reason turns out that, you know, universal love is not um, how the world works. Well, I mean, that's not a, you can't be held at fault. That's not like a culpable sin. Like, uh, (laughs) yeah, I should be forgiven that I didn't, that I thought that that's how the, the universe operated. But you might not be because it's not. So then you're fucked. (laughs) Right. Yeah. But at least my conscience would be clean, I guess. Yeah. Mine would too. I mean, if God's not, if God's not more loving, more merciful, more gracious than even I think, we got a problem. We all got a problem. And I could still go to, you know, I can go to bed in hell if I'm like, hey, I thought you were, I thought you were kinder. I thought you were more gracious. I thought you were more forgiving. Paul said that in Ephesians, but you know, whatever. Hold me at fault for that. I'm sorry. Like, you know, sorry. Right. Kind of sucks. I'll be spending eternity in hell, but uh, it's not great. Sounds like, I mean, everyone's going to hell though. Everyone, everyone, ha- everyone, someone, believe, the- someone <laughs> believes someone else is going to hell. That's true for everyone. Someone believes you're going to hell. Someone believes I'm going to hell. Someone, for every, all the people the group out there who think others are going to hell. I do. I think everybody goes to hell for just a little bit. A little purgatory. A little purgatory. Yeah. A little kick kick in the ass. You need to get some of those sins burned off. (laughs) Get your shit together for a little bit. (laughs) I'm actually okay with that. Like, I mean, the Catholic idea of that is better than the Protestant one. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Like there ain't no purgatory for you. You one and done. It's, it's, it's like, at least you got a chance in Catholicism. It might be a small chance and most people aren't going to make it out, but you got a chance. No, but yeah. In product in Protestantism, you know, where the, where the tree falls, there shall it lie. Yeah. And most people are falling in the wrong spot. (laughs) Unfortunately, but not all of them. It's weird how even within like each, each stream of thought, there's differences like Protestants disagree with Protestants all the time. Catholics disagree with Catholics all the time. They're all over the map. Mm-hmm. Jews, Hindus, most, you know, Muslims, Buddhists. There's always like this group over here, this group over here. They're the same thing, but they fucking believe something so different. Like Talbot is a Protestant and so are the folks from Westboro Baptist Church. Like, <laughs> whoa, the fuck? Where the, where'd, we, where'd we go so wrong? Yeah, how did we get so many different points of view from you know the supposed word of god how can there be so many different interpretations they'll tell you like when you quote like 30 or forty thousand denominations they'll say that's a lie that's wrong it's like okay whatever the number is i guess a lot and they're very different so don't give me this bullshit like if it was so clear and it was the word of god there should not be that many different understandings polar opposite understandings maybe could have maybe the bible could have been a little clearer you know (laughs) like it's 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 even the bible but it's funny because even like um was it in peter first peter it says like in them meaning paul's writings it's it's difficult to understand like they're complicated they're hard to comprehend so it's like the bible itself says that the bible is not easy to understand unless he's talking about paul's other writings that aren't in the bible (laughs) <laughs> but i don't think so <laughs> i don't think we got any more questions um or anything like that so that's I'm gonna, good i'm kind of done thinking for a little bit well good i'm gonna go eat some uh some pasta some bolognese cool enjoy yeah, i will thank you for watching everyone um i will try to you know what i fucked up i didn't hit record on zoom 
so I might not have the audio. <laughs> I'll see if I can like, um, if someone's watching and you know how to like get the audio from Zoom without hitting record because you're a dumbass, probably because I smoke pot. Uh, let me know, hit me up and tell me how to do that because I think I fucked up. Um, but anyway, pick up our bonfire sessions spring booklet, please. 99 cents. If you don't pick it up and you don't have 99 cents, I will I will send you something if you're literally that broke. <laughs> broke ass. I'll send you something. Uh, but if you got a buck, I know you got a buck because I know I've seen all y'all picking up toilet paper and shit, man. How much toilet paper everyone's buying. <laughs> Ridiculous. But anyway, talk to you later, Mike. All right. Bye-bye. Bye. Mm-hmm. Thank you.